Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the bright uh, a way to look at the sky, and it's time now for the food show. We do uh, that every single day, talking about the food scene around New Orleans, America's fav- uh, best and favorite uh, place to go to get uh, information about where you've been eating and where what you want to give me, and also uh, also ask and take. Uh, I'm kind of uh, falling off and on my stool here because uh, I'm trying to mentally prepare our program for today. The big issue, uh, as I hardly have to tell you, you, I'm sure you know this already, is uh, about uh, uh, the holiday. And uh, it's going to be a big day for everybody who goes out. And that's a lot of people. If you're uh, wondering about uh, whether there are enough restaurants out there to go around, uh, and what kind of uh, restaurants are out there, and uh, what's, what are the prices looking like, and who's doing some things that are uh, really interest, uh, interesting and in, uh, in other ways uh, worth your time. Our number here is 2606368, 2606368. We have uh, over here at the Cool Water Ranch something I started doing back, oh, let's see, how long ago was it? Now that I did this, I, I want to say something like 15 years ago, might have been 10 years ago. I, I can't remember exactly. But there was a, a dish that we put together because we had a lot of people coming over to our house. And I wanted to come up with something different. And uh, what I uh, told them about was this thing that I was thinking about uh, involving getting a whole ham. This is a, with all the junk uh, sliced off of the ham, but it, it otherwise is a pretty big ham. Uh, if I remember right, this one uh, weighed something in the neighbor of, uh, could it be 30 pounds? It might have been. I mean, I just got it a couple of days ago. Uh, anyway, what you would do with this is two things. First of all, uh, on the outside, you coat it with a marinade that has a lot of punch to it. Uh, just to name a few items, uh, cinnamon, uh, the uh, citrus fruits, uh, which get into a lot of things and add a lot of other kinds of flavors, and uh, a variety of different herbs and spices, and including uh, quite a, a, a few uh, sauces to come uh, that, that come out of uh, your little little bottle there that you put the Tabasco on with. Anyway, uh, I mixed all that together. 
Oh, and uh, one uh, one more. Th- this is the most uh, important uh, piece of ingredient work uh, on this. Uh, we have a root beer glazed ham. So what we start with is we uh, we buy some root beer, and for years and years we would do this with a Barks root beer, which is in a New Orleans product, although it's the Coca-Cola company has owned them for quite a long time now. Uh, that's okay. You know, Barks is a New Orleans uh, thing, if ever you heard of one. And uh, so we, we started with that, and then we were adding all these other ingredients. Uh, some of them were kind of spicy. Some of them were very mellow and uh, roasted it all in the oven. It was in the oven for somewhere between three and for, no, it's more than that. It wound up being about three hours of roasting, and, and then it would keep on going another. So um, that's how we put this together. And um, and uh, with that, we called it the root beer glazed um, ham. Well, it, it got a lot of, a lot of attention here and there around New Orleans, but also in other places. Uh, Emerald put it, put it in his uh, one of his cookbooks. He was nice enough to uh, put another one on mine, so we, we worked that out pretty well. Uh, but the uh, uh, we have been making this uh, root beer glazed ham every year since then. And there's only one uh, one change of any significance, and that is, a couple of years ago, I, I just went looking for a can of, of, of Barks. I don't for some reason, I couldn't find any, any of it out there. I'm sure it's still out there. It's just a New Orleans classic. But I was in a hurry, so I went ahead and bought a four-pack, or oh, it was a six-pack, excuse me, of a different kind of uh, root beer. And I, you know, I just said, well, you know, what the heck? Why should we use the same one over and over and over again, year after year after year? Why don't we just try this out and see if we like it? You know, that if we really love it, then we are. Uh, what we're doing is is finding out from the public. Well, look who's here. It's it's you were locked out. How did that happen? It's uh, it's Marianne is who just walked in. But uh, let's see, where was I? We we were talking about the. Um, the glaze for the ham. And uh, so the first thing I did was put cut slits in the ham, uh, very thin. You wouldn't, if you weren't looking very carefully, you wouldn't see it. And I just, uh, you know, put those lacerations on the side all the way around, top to bottom, front to back. And then uh, what uh, we did was sort of spoon on uh, this glaze and then put it in the oven. It would take, as I say, somewhere around three and a half hours to get this done. A lot of times we would do it the night before or the very first thing in the morning, uh, and it would be out of the way of things like extra uh, doing other kinds of things on the on the list. So it's done, I think, and, and Marianne is here to tell us just how badly done it was. I... I you know, I don't think I did that on purpose. I, uh, <laughs> she got locked out of the uh, out of our studio. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, happy Thanksgiving Eve to everyone. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Uh, how many? How many so far since you and I started doing them? 
Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. How many Thanksgivings or yeah. how many shows? How many shows? Or I either have one. No idea, but it's been no. seven months. Seven months. Yes. Hmm. Only seems like a few. It does. <laughs> anyway, we have. Uh, here's what we have. We have the the ham is in the refrigerator right now. We haven't started actually cooking right, it. Right. That's right. But the. Did you were you able to find some of those colorful uh, jars that you'd been saving for a while? What was I looking for? Well, you know there are those. Uh, there's a, a line of uh, jellies and jams, yeah, yeah, and it uh-huh. comes from England. I have a collection of them from all over. From all over the place. Well, yeah. this is one of those times when I could really use it. And, well, you and found them. You I don't. Found them. I haven't found them. I don't know where really? they are. Really? Okay. Yeah, they're around somewhere. Well, they're already. You've got your yeah. sauce already made. The ham sauce is indeed ready to go. Yes. And uh, I can't wait to get started. Who's? But uh, then again, if it sounds like something you could put on a menu in a in a restaurant, we've never done that. Uh, but we have. Uh, Oftentimes done it with friends and, and family and, and all that. And uh, as a result of it, within my family, they uh, always ask me, oh, you doing the ham this week, this time? Can uh, Are we going to be able to get one? The answer is yes, if I can get it over to them. Yeah, we'll get it over to them. Yeah. 260 <clears throat> is the number. If you would like to chat with us, we are here the last day before Monday, actually. Yeah. So, uh, Yes, because everyone will be busy doing their Thanksgiving thing, and then everyone will be recuperating the next day. If you yeah. if you bought any of those Martha Stewart stretch pants to eat a lot on Thanksgiving, <laughs> maybe you'll still be wearing them. Wait a minute. What is Monday. what is Martha Stewart? Uh, what what is this? Why is Run- Martha Stewart hawking stretch pants to wear on Thanksgiving? Who knows? I guess because uh-huh. you can make money off of it. But that was actually on her website. If you're going oh. to if you're going to overindulge on Thanksgiving, then she was here to help by oh. offering you some very stylish pants that you could just oh. bulge out in. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, I look great in those. you're going to be one of those people wearing those, yeah. no time they'd probably fall off of you like all the other pants that you have. Yeah, could be. 260-6368 is the number. We had a nice lunch today. Yes, we, we did. We went to Habanero. Habanero's had a nice yeah. lunch. It was seven ninety nine for... Uh, Nice big plate of food with good spice on it. Oh, is that right? Did you yeah. have that? Oh, that's right. You had a lunch it was, special. It was a lunch special. Yeah, I had yeah. some lunch nachos, which were really good. Lunch nachos. Didn't he used to play for the Saints? I don't know. I think I remember that. I could swear okay. to you. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and you had your flan, which for some reason is a marvel to you. I don't it know. is. <laughs> I, it, Why is that, Tom? Why because is a flan a marvel you would say, you? okay, you go there. And then the waiter says, well, would you like some flan today? And then I probably will say uh, yes, but usually, well, oftentimes it's no, because I'm interested in how this stays together so well. If you go to any Mexican restaurant in this town, and if you found an exception to this, call me up and tell me about it, because I have looked and looked for years. I've never seen this. This is actually the the absence of something, and that is... If you go to a Mexican restaurant and you get to the end of the meal and you ask them, do you have any flan? Flan is like pre, uh, caramel custard, like you'd get at Galatoire's. Mm-hmm. And they would probably tell you, yeah, sure. And then they, within seconds, they bring it in, put it right in front of you. And no matter what you do, there it is. 
and uh, it's a good thing, obviously, or else I wouldn't have made such a fuss over it. But it's uh, it is uh, delicious, and that was that turned up on my uh, lunch uh, menu today. Yes. Yeah. As it always does when you go to any Mexican restaurant. Yeah. uh, This is a more authentic Mexican restaurant than most. That's for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, we don't have a lot of really exciting Mexican restaurants. We don't generally have them in the United States. We certainly don't have them in New Orleans. But this, of all of the ones operating out there, I would say... And I'm trying to think really hard. I'm trying to rack my brain while I say this. But I think that this one might be the most adventuresome of all of them, including the ones on the South Shore. If someone knows of a really exciting, authentic kind of Mexican restaurant on the South Shore, remind me. Otherwise, I'm going to declare habaneros to be probably the closest to, quote, real Mexican food from, a, say, a, a cosmopolitan city like Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Not that I've ever been to Mexico City. No. I'm just saying, no, it's definitely on my list. But um, but I have heard that the food in Mexico City is extremely exciting. We never get anything that even remotely smacks of it here. But uh, this would be, I think, something um, as close as we're going to get. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. Habaneros. Yeah. Anyway, the rest of the day has been spent uh, amassing things for tomorrow's uh, big feast, yep. Thanksgiving. What are you doing? I would assume it's the same thing in your household. What? I was asking you what's going to pro- uh, c- I'm come doing up. my vat doing of mac own? and cheese. My A enormous vat? vat of mac and cheese, which I is should absolutely have known. expected of me. I'm also going to do uh, this. I'm going to do the menu that was posted on nomenu.com yesterday, which oh. was like, uh, I'm not doing the green bean casserole, but that will be on our table. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mac and cheese will be exactly as it was in the newsletter. And uh, I'm not doing the shrimp poppers. You are doing the cheesecake. You are doing the ham. And what else did I have down there? I'm not even sure. That's, pro- that's probably it. Um there will be spinach madeleine at the table tomorrow. I know oh, you love that, Tom, famous. although it will not have the tubed cheese that you find <laughs> so offensive, which is now not even possible to get. Yeah, it, the, there's a critical ingredient in that that you yes. cannot find it's from any source. cheese that was somehow horrifying to Tom, but you don't have to worry about it anymore because it's not even on the market anymore. Well, I never I liked it why. to begin with. I don't know why it's not on the market anymore. It must have offended some... Some rule somewhere. Well, but, it was they um, came. It came out of a, a major uh, wholesaler of such things, and they. Well, uh, a lot of things do. Yeah, yeah, they sure do. I mean, I don't know why that would have been removed from the market. I mean, well, they there, there must have been something that happened, and I don't remember what it was, but it is now gone. Yeah. And then it came back briefly because I think so many people in the New Orleans area are so attached to spinach madeleine that they campaigned for it. And it came back briefly, and then the company decided, well, you know, New Orleans is not enough to keep the whole thing going. And then now it's back off the market. So I'm going to have to ask my sister, who is doing it, what she is using as a substitution for the tubed cheese, which is essential to spinach madeleine. Yeah, it was uh, kind of in a can with with some squirt. No, no? no it, it was a, in a tube. 
in a tube. Spinach okay. in a t- not spinach. It and was, garlic. Uh, I know that it was, was a, it. like a garlic cheese food in a tube. That's yeah. what it was. And uh, the place where it was most popular was in Baton Rouge. Is that right? Yeah. Why? I don't know that's whether that's uh, I do know that it's true, but uh, I don't know why it was had. It probably had something to do with LSU. Why would be? I don't know. I don't go to football games. <laughs> <clears throat> Not anything I have against yeah. you know, those okay. people, but... Uh, okay. Anyway, we are going to take a break. We will be back to talk some more about, you know, the usual stuff uh, scattered along. And uh, with our with our trusty map, the almanac, to guide us. Mm-hmm. And, and we also Tom have... sitting here ready to say something. Go ahead, what? Uh, one of the uh, interesting things today... Uh, just to remunerate about it. Not well, re- we don't have time. No. Let's take a break, and we'll yeah. be back. This is WWL okay. 105.3 FM HD2. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. And we really mean it when we say the Food Show. I'm talking about a program where we talk about nothing but food, and uh, it's open to any aspect of it you can imagine. And if you're thinking about, oh, uh, going out for Thanksgiving Day tomorrow or today, or a week from now, this coming weekend. I mean, it, there are a lot of reasons to go out to a restaurant this time of year, especially if you have friends in town. Anyway, I bring that up because uh, there are all of these abilities, and we've made a list here of the 75 best restaurant restaurants to uh, to go to during Thanksgiving, and uh, that's over on our website at tom at nomenu dot com, or just plain nomenu dot com. Is it? It's right there. And Marianne is here with us today, and she is shaking her head as if, what did I goof up this time? Marveling, just marveling. I I, I spend a lot of time marveling. Yeah? I do. I really do. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's nothing to to worry about. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Nothing to worry about at all. Anyway, folks, we would love to hear from you if you would like to chat with us. 260-6368 is the number. We are going to be, yes, talking about uh, Thanksgiving yet again. I have to say we will definitely be doing that. And um, and probably that's it because it is the day before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And you should probably be starting your, your Thanksgiving projects. I'm sure some people are well underway. As a matter of fact, I got an email from Don Clement, yeah. who is one of your guest hosts, yeah. And uh, he had a he had a, a vat of mac and cheese, but it didn't look anything like our vat of mac and cheese. Mm. So I'm what was going the problem? To have to, I'm going to have to say that um, there's really no uh, the only thing that that is in common. Those two things that are in common are that there is mac aroni. <laughs> and cheese inside the dish somewhere, but uh-huh. that is where the similarities stop. Anyway, uh, there's all kinds of ways you can do everything, and I'm sure those things will uh, be be offered in all kinds of tables in all different ways, and it will be a fun time had by all. Yeah. Yes. Well, I hope it's not too cold to go swimming tomorrow. That's all I have to say. Uh, you're going to go swimming on Thanksgiving to. Day? I'm hoping to. How come? Because I like to. It fits right in. You're a swimmer. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> I'm going to put. You know what I'm going 
gonna put no I'm gonna what? put uh, as my slogan mm-hmm. for the show. Yeah. Thirty years, Tom. Thirty years. <laughs> it's an example of how little it's possible to know of your spouse in thirty years. Today on the almanac. You uh, referenced the birthday of Ella Brennan. Yeah, I, that what seemed to me to be the most interesting uh, thing about the almanac today. Yeah, and uh, you, <clears throat> uh, just if I could quote myself here, Ella Brennan, arguably the most f- respected fig- uh, figure in the New Orleans restaurant business, born today in 1925. Mm-hmm. I think anybody who actually knew her, uh, Ella Brennan, you would not have even a moment's uh, hesitance about. She was a force to be reckoned with. She was a force to be. She as was a matter of fact, force to be reckoned with. She, I think, could do anything because she would walk up to people and tell them things, and they would just crumble under her gaze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and not in a nasty, awful way. She was a very fun kind of a person, uh, even towards the end of her her life. She and she never really did retire. She just kept on going. Mm-hmm. But uh, but towards the end of that, she was always ready to talk to anybody who happened to be mm-hmm. nearby. Yeah. Anyway, anyway she uh, actually, wouldn't you say that Ella was sort of at the center of the Brennan split? Was she sort of spearheading the team of people who yeah. wanted to do the steakhouse, which ultimately resulted in the split of the family? And I didn't know that they had purchased Commander's Palace before the split. Yeah. I thought Commander's was purchased after the split. No, it's before the no, split? No, it was, it was in the very early. But nothing early, was happening with early. it. It was just sitting there, right? It, uh, no, it was and, and it then was they in needed business. a home for that faction of the family, and that became sort of the central flagship of that faction of the family. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's a, a good way of putting it. But there are better ways still. I have uh, I was at that time I was with New Orleans Magazine, mm-hmm. and one of the jobs I did over there was mm-hmm. to take these ads that would come in mm-hmm. and make suggestions about how these ads could be made better for the customers and i did that pretty often and every time over at commander's palace uh their their big deal place was the one on uh on uh royal street that -hmm. was their main restaurant that was the that was the owen brennan flagship that's right it was the patriarch of the family and that's all of the children of owen brennan are the ones that split and they split over Ella's ideas for the future and everyone else's, Ella and Dick, and then everyone else, right? Yeah, more or less. I mean, there there was some uh, a lot of uh, aspects of this that were you had to sit down and hear about it. But uh-huh. but it wound up, uh, you know, they basically were starting their whole life over again, uh, mm-hmm. the Brennans after the after that split. That split was in 1973. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So and they were they were uh, ready to go and they thought it would be easy, which was the first thing that they got wrong. Uh, it was it was really a tough thing to get back in business. Uh oh, Don's probably insulted about what I said about his mac and cheese. Oh well, let's find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> not 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 insult not insulted at all. But no. well, what kind of cheese is that, Don? Well, it's it's not the cheese that's the issue. There are two totally different products there. So mac mac and cheese is usually loose. It's not 
baked. Macaroni and cheese is prepared with the we prepare it with cheese, eggs, butter, uh, evaporated milk, and then it is baked almost to like a custardy type of. Um, is it like food. flan? No, it's nothing like flan, and and no one likes flan but you. It'll be a while before Tom can forget (laughs) about the flan he had for lunch. Okay, so what is the product that you sent me? Well, that is what it's, baked macaroni and cheese. For instance, if you go to an Italian restaurant, you get baked macaroni, that's what you're going to get. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what Uh, kind of cheese that was on your casserole, what was Mm -hmm. that? Cheddar. Cheddar, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's baked, and again, that was four pounds. So that is bad. That's oh, is it really? Because it. it didn't look that deep. But I mean, macaroni's kind of heavy. Gosh, I wonder how much ours is after we do, because ours is probably twice that big. And mm-hmm. um, and I'm thinking that maybe it's eight pounds. I'll have to check. How many pounds of one. how many pounds of pasta do you use? I probably use about six. Yeah. So there's there's four in there. Another two pounds of cheese. Probably six cans of evaporated milk and about eight to ten eggs are in there. Oh, wow. Okay. What you sent me kind of looks like something that my mom used to make. My mom didn't cook very much, but when she did cook, Mm -hmm. it was really good. She had this one casserole that she made, which was in this gigantic roasting pan, and it was filled. I mean, we had a large family. And what it Mm -hmm. was was spaghetti, and it had... I think a couple of cans of tomatoes in it. It had a hen. She used a hen and a whole cut hen? that up. Oh, and cut then it, okay. it it had uh, cheese on the top of it. And I'm trying huh. to remember the name of it. It was kind of popular back in the day. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I don't, but it's but it sounds interesting. So the the hen was raw when she cut it up. Oh no oh, no no cook. no no no! She would boil the hen. Okay. And it well. would and then she would and then she would cut up all the meat and that would be stirred in with the spaghetti and the the red sauce that was made with the cans of tomatoes. And then she would layer the cheese. It would be like in two layers. And then it would be baked like a casserole. She had a name for it. I'm going to have to text my sibs. It sounds if, delicious. If anyway, it was good. It was actually really really good. I mean, but, you know, a lot it, it would be kind of like um, if you had if you had chicken parm, but it wasn't panade first. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, what else did we do today? We did the uh, the four or five quarts of uh, mashed potatoes, and that was. Oh, I'm going to tell you that. How many people do you have over? Yeah, I was about to ask the same thing. Well, not here. We go to we bring. I go to my mother's house. And we, yeah. I do the majority of the, the good sides. But there'll be about, I guess, about 16 of us. About 16. Okay. So it's okay. not that many, but, you know, they're all looking for leftovers. Uh, the stuff, Militon, came out very good. And I heard you talking about Militon the other day. Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't, we don't do it as a casserole. We do it sort of like you would do an eggplant. And you use the breadcrumbs, the uh, Parmesan, Romano cheese, and shrimp. And then you stuff that back into the shell. And then you bake that. Okay. 
Never, never had that. That sounds easy enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you see a lot of variations on that same theme. Uh, some of them very far fetched, but. Uh, oh, I just remembered what my mom called it: chicken cacciatore. Oh well, that's what, a, what that's is, Italian. What is actually chicken cacciatore? Pasta with red sauce. Okay. Ding the. Okay. End. Well, that's yeah, that's what this it was. Is. It was chicken cacciatore, and it was baked with cheese on top. Huh. But it, but it was chicken. No. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the like you know bolognese or anything like mm-hmm. that. I also stuffed eight artichokes, and as I'm looking at the artichokes, wow. I'm looking looking at the top of my stove. It's like, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to bundle these up, and I'm gonna have to put them in the oven. And um, they came out they came out okay. The taste is okay, but I can tell you the difference between sitting on a pot on the stove. And going in the oven, there's definitely a, a big difference in texture. I'm kind of disappointed okay, I did it like that. Is this something that you do very often to stuff artichokes? And how do you stuff them? What do you stuff them with? <clears throat> only for only for the holidays, because if anybody has ever stuffed an artichoke, it is definitely a labor of love. It is, and, uh, but it's so worth it. If it's good, it it's is. really worth it. And it's so really it's uh, not a not a wintertime vegetable either. Yeah, well, right, so, so what we do is... It, this is my grandmother's recipe, and we've been eating this for years. So it's uh, two onions, four or five stalks of celery, uh, chopped up very, very fine. Uh, that gets sautéed down, probably about eight cloves of garlic, two large cans of plain breadcrumbs. You pour those into that pot with the onion mixture until it's slightly browned. Then um, you take that out, it cools off, and then you add in, uh, oh, help me. Parsley, the Romano cheese, salt. I we also had Italian take a lot. Uh, parsley today. Yeah, I know. I know because I went to the store to buy it at the last. And week. then um, we take we take a block of Romano and I cut that into very small pieces, mix that all together, then stuff the artichoke, mm-hmm. put it in the pan with some water on the bottom, and then tons of olive oil, tons of olive oil, mm-hmm. and you bake mm-hmm. that for about an hour and a half, generally on the stove top, not the oven. Yes. Uh, and so you can pull a leaf out and it's tender. You're done. Okay. Um, we had this recipe that my mom used to do, which was gobs of garlic, mm-hmm. a lot of Italian breadcrumbs, equal right. amounts of Parmesan cheese. Um, and that was really it, salt and pepper. And then you mm-hmm. would put the artichoke, you would cut the top off, Put the right. artichoke in this gigantic bowl and just, you know, really yeah. spread the leaves and then just start pouring it. it in there. It was really that's anything that's... my mom did was really simple. So it was garlic, salt, pepper, parmesan, breadcrumbs. And so then the difference is the stuff, onion and celery. We didn't ever do that. No. Mm-hmm. So yeah. after it was after it was <clears throat> completely stuffed because we would really stuff it. We would yeah. then take probably four or five of them and stuff them into a uh, Dutch oven with about yeah. a quarter cup or like an inch and a half at the bottom of water and cover it. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. would steam them, and then Correct. it would be, like you said, heavily coated on the top with olive oil. And Never then I lemon keep either. Basting. I would then keep basting the water and drippings mm-hmm. that were in the pan on top of the artichokes as they cooked. And, and I'm afraid that's that's where I screwed up trying to expedite just so I could get everything done. I think had I, I would have I would have 
I had to do three batches in a Dutch oven. But I think it would have it would have come out better. But wait a minute, you have better. 16 people and you would have to do 12 artichokes. Everybody gets their own. No, 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 no. We 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 did eight artichokes. Oh, people will take a whole. I'll keep two of them here. We're having a uh, pajama party for the Saints game after. Um, you have good parties. We do, and everybody's coming over in pajamas. And a couple of people work, matter of fact, at restaurants, and they're not going to get a chance to have Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. So. We'll have the militons, the artichokes, a little turkey, things like that for those. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's well, along yeah. the lines of what uh, Tommy Satanovich Adragos does every year. He, on <clears throat> Thanksgiving dinner, he, he passes out dinners of his kind of food, you know, which is pretty darn good. Uh, and he, he would have it delivered uh, not to, to all of the, um, uh, uh, the, the people who, uh, you know, firemen, and uh, oh, nice. first responders, first, first responders, responders, first responders uh, yeah. what yeah. I was looking for there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, he wants to uh, to take care of them first. So it's that's, that's just nice. something that they always have done, as yeah. you know, I'm sure if you live in the city, you know how yeah. generous the Satanoviches are. Well, they John, are. it sounds yeah. like you are well entrenched now into your preparations for tomorrow. It's what done. else do you have to do today? It. It is all done. Everything that I had to do oh, was done. Wow. wow. Oh yeah, the kitchen awesome. is clean. I'm one of those I'm one of those people that clean as they go, so everything is spotless. So you could walk in mid production and say I didn't even know he was cooking. Oh it's, wow. You wouldn't get away with that with Marianne. <laughs> wow. Uh, because That's so uh, impressive. The, the thought that she that you, all of the leftovers are to going home. <laughs> or maybe be, being cut up and and thrown away, uh, you you're uh, walking on thin ice. Uh, anyway, it's well, uh, it sounds like that you're going to have a great Thanksgiving. I'm sure you are. are. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday with Same your family. Same to you guys. And uh, and we're going to I'm going to I'm going to post our vat of mac and cheese on Instagram also <laughs> because we've oh, talked boy. so much Do you about me? it. What? Do you Do you follow me on Instagram? No, I, I don't. Do. Um, Mary Lee does you the should. Instagram for us, oh, okay. and, and, she and I think okay. we will put you into that so um, okay. so Good. we can trade followings. But she does all that. That's something I never do. But I will <laughs> I I will send okay. it to her. All right. Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you thanks too. for calling. You too. Take nice care. Hearing from him. There Two, goes – what was his name again? That was Don Clement. Don Clement. One he, of your star guest hosts. Yeah, I thought he looked, sounded familiar. Himself. Do, I, do we have somebody else on the line? Uh, I don't think we do uh, from Two, now six, until zero, the end six, of the hour. Three, six, eight if the is the number if you would like to chat with us yeah. about, I guess, your Thanksgiving preparations. We are, after the show, going to begin ours. Tom has already started. and I'm uh, pretty done near done. I, I believe no, it or not. not really, Tom, because you have to now put the glaze that you made onto the ham yeah. and bake it and also do your cheesecake. So the cheesecake is a massive project. That That is. That, that is. that is. Uh, talk about your labor of love. That's the one that you have to set the clock for to get, uh, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, get up and right, yeah. open the door of the oven, the crack. And what is that procedure that you have to do? Uncracking. Yeah, so you have to yeah. you have to literally have something in the oven door, 
Why, why is that, uh, Tom? It why just takes it? a long time to put it all together. It's a complicated deal. Yeah, but, I mean, after it's already baked, what is it like to keep it from cracking or something? Why do you do that? Uh, the, the Well, let's pick an example of one or the other. So the, the, uh, the one that's huh? the, the cheesecake. cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah, cheesecake. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually pretty easy. Uh, okay. you, 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 well, it might be easy, but having to set the alarm to get up at three yeah. o'clock in the morning uh, to uh, crack the oven and uh, crack the door open of the oven is. I used to do that with the with the turkey. I would say the turkey. It'd be the one where you'd really yeah. need to do that. Okay. And then the uh, the ham is something I I do starting at first thing in the morning when I get up. But yeah. it, but it's still only you know like six thirty. Yeah, we're not going to have that much to do tomorrow. We are no, going to get up not early to do stuff, but yeah. we're, we're not going to have that much to do. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. I'm still trying to remember what I want to do for appetizers because I am, as I said yesterday, the appetizer queen. But yeah. mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on things that I need to do for appetizers. So. Uh, it being a smaller group, you know, I've been complaining about how small the Thanksgiving's going to be and what a a mere shadow of its former self it is. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if Tom has been listening to uh, me complain about this, but today Tom said, um, "Wait, what did you call it?" Um, Booble? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. You called it Frankenstein. And then I thought, well, you could either call it Frank's Giving or Frankenstein. So if you call on Monday and report on your Thanksgiving and it becomes a Frankenstein or a Frank's Giving, these will be some fun words that we can use to describe the holiday from hell. Well, you know so these. So if you had one of those, people. please call us and give us a report on whether it's a true Thanksgiving that leaves you with warm feelings and feeling warm and fuzzy all over, or if it was a Frankenstein or a wait a Frankgiving or a Frankenstein. <laughs> That was one of your better ones, Tom. Oh, I have good. To say. Well, anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. Two six zero menu. I have to go out and do some shopping later you, today. You're still doing shopping. Tom, for... what is a corn pone? A corn pone is That's kind of like an today. unfinished uh, corn corn uh, corn bread. Corn bread. And uh, you can you can kind of back off from uh, baking them completely. Or you can go forward with it and make it a little bit heavier, but it's uh, it's something that involves uh, adding elements to uh, cornbread. Uh-huh. And then there's another one that's pretty famous over at the it's, jazz festival every year. It's they very they call rural it sounding corn, corn pone. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about—a corn yeah. pone. Yeah, it, you said it's probably a Native American creation that was picked up by the European settlers in the yeah. south. Yeah, that's. And you said a little corn pone goes a long way. I don't even—I'm still not really clear what what that is. You know, it's really kind of hard to find a good cornbread. When you find yeah. a good cornbread, it's really good, and chances are, it's probably out of a mix. Could be. I, I hate to say it, but but I, I kind of do think that uh, there's a good cornbread at my new favorite place, Cochon. It's in a skillet. Yeah, you've been talking about them a lot lately. Yeah, 
And there is also a really great cornbread at Pontchartrain Poor Boys. You get it with the, I get it with yeah. the lima beans. Hmm. It comes with lima beans and a link of sausage, which I believe is Manda that I usually don't like, except for their boudin. Um, but it's good. And then it comes with this really light cornbread. There's also a great cornbread slash biscuit at uh, Picnic and Provisions. Now I'm going to get my provisions mm. all messed up because oh, yeah. we just went to this really unique place called Pyre Provisions on the North Shore, and I keep wanting to call it something and provisions like Picnic and Provisions. Uh-huh. But who would have thought that within the space of a couple of years, two restaurants with the name Provisions in it would open? In the same building. Well, I no, not I, in the same building, in the same city. I've seen but, that though. But you yeah. have, Tom. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's from that place. Yeah. Which is a lot. The new restaurant is a whole lot better than the old restaurant. Yeah, and they've only been open three. Oh, you're talking weeks. about you're talking about provisions and Profi- Baco yeah. Bar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are talking about the usual, just a gamut of things. We had mm-hmm. an earlier call from Don Clement who sent me. Uh, his Instagram posts, Don Clement, in addition to being a really good sub uh, host here, uh, substitute host, um, Mm. is a real foodie and will occasionally send me pictures of things that he's done. I mean, here is someone who has his own sous vide machine. So uh, I will occasionally get really great pictures from him about stuff that he's doing in the kitchen, and their parties sound really good. So I got a uh, little um, set of pictures that were from his Instagram via email this morning, and I was going to say that his, and in fact I did say that his mac and cheese and my mac and cheese bear absolutely no resemblance to each other, although his mac and cheese looks more like my mother's chicken cacciatore so i'm going to also take pictures of the things that we do for this holiday and make mary lee put them on instagram because she's a sometime instagrammer she blames it on me for not giving her much to instagram but there's stuff that goes out on no menu every day (laughs) anyway uh we will put up the stuff that we do for. i won't put up with it and uh and she will she will have it on instagram the instagram in case you are interested in getting into this is the new orleans menu at the new orleans menu Mm mm-hmm if you're looking to see what we're talking about sometimes on the show or on the website, we have uh, at the New Orleans menu, and also she posts that on Facebook as well. 260-6368 is the number. If you'd like to chat, give us a call. Uh, you are listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hi, you've uh, managed to wander into the food show, and here's what we do here. We talk about food. That about does it. Give us a call, 260-6368. If you like to eat uh, call me and I will uh, turn you on to some uh, restaurants that maybe you don't know about. Maybe you do know about them very, very well, but you like talking about them because it's the kind of place you like to eat in. Uh, but we also uh, have some help from you if uh, you need it, trying to get something good for Thanksgiving Day if you don't have uh, reservations for that put together. There are a lot of restaurants that uh, have availability 
but uh, there are also more of limited them. availability. You have limited. To call that, that's and be, be flexible. Two days ago on NoMenu.com, we had a list of such places. And if you're still looking for one, uh, do consult it. That would be on Monday's NoMenu.com, yesterday's NoMenu.com, with the cute little Jackson Fitzmaurice Thanksgiving icon uh, (laughs) showing you where to go. It was a bunch Mm -hmm. of recipes that we've often talked about that you can do yourself. And today we are just talking more Thanksgiving, and I'm wondering if you are gearing up for a Frankenstein or a Franksgiving or a really great Frank, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Frankstein. Give us, give us a yeah. call. Tom, I'm looking over your shoulder at the food I'm records. Looking over for, uh, what? I'm sorry. At the food records. The food records. Food records today in yeah. 2007, there was a truffle hunter oh. scouting hmm. about in the woods near Palea, 25 miles from Pisa. Hmm. His name is Cristiano Savini, and his dog Rocco suddenly became very excited with good reason. Cristiano dug up, don't lose it, dug up the spot where the dog began the excavation, and he found a white truffle weighing 3.3 pounds. Do you know what that will sell for? Well... You do. Oh, good. Oh, well, well, well. Tell <laughs> it us. It was a world's record, topping a 2.86 pound Croatian truffle found in 1999. The truffle was auctioned for three hundred thirty thousand dollars. One mushroom. One mushroom. The buyer was Stanley Ho, a casino owner in Macau. Mm. Wow, who? Yeah. I mean, I, after the program's over, I'm going to walk around in the woods here and see if I can find anything like that. Where are truffles? Uh, what are found? truffles? I know what they are. Where are They're they mushrooms. found? Yeah. Where are they found? They they are found in places They're that European, have. They're European, aren't they? No, they're pretty much all over the place. Really, you can yeah. find truffles in America? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where? Yeah. I've I've uh, just from my own backyard, I have eaten three mushrooms that were meaty. No, I'm talking about. Actual truffles By the way, that you have to dig up. Yeah, well, they all start like that. They, they, the part of it that's underground, which is what you hear all about when they're digging in there to get in, and that's when the, the dogs come in and they want to get at them too. Uh, but to, that's all starts in the ground, mm-hmm. and it's it's like the root. Where are part. most American truffles found? Well, there are not very many of them here. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's okay. mostly in Europe, right? It's mostly, yeah, for those. I but it has to do with just like, I would say older Earth, but it, you know, the Earth is the well, same it's, age it's all, all around. Yeah, so pretty much all the way. That doesn't make any sense. So why do you suppose the truffles are mostly found in Europe? Well, uh, because there's more of them and there's a, tr- a tradition of that. And uh, and you can actually bring some money home uh, with that, although it is very difficult to do. And they also are they're, they're basically poisonous if you eat them and you don't know what you're doing. What, truffles or mushrooms? Truffles and mushrooms. No, truffles. Huh. Truffles are not the same as mushrooms, are they? Uh, no, but they, uh, all mushrooms, uh, all. Uh, well, yeah, me. I mean, all truffles are mushrooms, all, but all right. muf- mushrooms are not truffles. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Just like all Thanksgivings are not mm-hmm. Frankenstein's. <laughs> <laughs> what, Doug? <laughs> 
I said, thank, thank heaven. you for Captain Obvious. <laughs> mm. Well, somebody's got to fill in the gaps here somewhere. Doug is so mean to me. He is. You're mean to yeah. me. Anyways, Why you don't you mean to me? That's okay, called well, Doug, balance. Not all of us can be the oracle. What? It's called balance. balance. Ah, okay. I see. Something like that. Anyway, uh, today in the food namesakes from your almanac, Eddie Rabbit. Do you remember him? I, that rings a bell, but I can't think of I didn't of realize what, he was that old. He was born in 1941. What, what, what did he sing? Did he sing anything? Uh, or did, Doug, was he even Oracle. a singer? Let's consult the Oracle. The Oracle. Yeah, okay. What What did he sing? Eddie Rabbit was a country singer, and I forgot yeah. what she It was long ago, far away in a distant land mm. is where he sang. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Can't learn uh, everything. Sir Charles Lamb was born today in 1849. I'm going to look up Eddie Rabbit because clearly it rings a Doug, bell. the yeah. Oracle, only gives us information about things that he wants to impart to us. And clearly he is not a fan of Eddie Rabbit. Mm. So I'm going to have to get my own Eddie Rabbit info, which I will do and come back at the top after the top of the hour for any of you waiting on the edge of your seat as to what Eddie Rabbit sang. Today we are talking about nothing, as usual, but it is food-related. Yeah. And uh, we well, will be yeah. back for some more of that sort of thing after Another the top-of-the-hour yeah. news. If you would like to talk about Thanksgiving or anything else, we will do that. And we'll also go through our almanac, almanac with fascinating topics like what Eddie Rabbit sang. Yeah, and, and when he said it, did he immediately go to a casino in Macau? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, WWL 105.3 FM HD2. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.